even with a show on Disney+, Plus, a movie just months away, and a recent death in comic books? Is this the biggest price drop of any next-gen hero? Let's get into it. Back from San Diego Comic-Con, if you got any books from us while we were doing the WhatNot streams, they are being packed and hopefully shipped out by the end of the week. Hit the like, slap the subscribe button, and Ryan, start them out with a book that we went and hunted for on that con floor. Number 10 on the list, we've got Transformers. Number one, the Ashcan, exclusive to San Diego Comic-Con. One per day, one per customer over at the Skybound booth, and they were all sold out by Friday. We are seeing $70 average sales and a high raw sale of $140 for the color variant. But keep in mind, there is also an even tougher panel exclusive variant going for $200. That one's black and white. I got my hands on one after standing in line waiting. I do know that there were some individuals trying to go back through the line to grab an extra copy, and the employees at Skybound were on the hunt preventing that at all costs. I heard some people got banned from being able to buy Skybound books the entire weekend. Those who are trying to sneak past those employees. That's why every con you go to, you got to make sure you pack your fake glasses and mustache <laughs> so you can get through the line over and over. Don't do it. Don't do it. The Skybound guys, they're on top of it. They will catch you. This Ashcan, however, was completely silent. There were no letters or words of any kind, so you really got to drink in that Daniel Warren Johnson art. And I'm really excited for this book. I've got no connection to the old Generation 180s Transformers like Russ does. So I'm going to go in completely cold with this book. Uh, it is in the current catalog right now, and it drops on October 4th. Hit the like and subscribe for comic books. You know he misses me after a convention. The artwork was so intricate, so detailed. I spent as much time just reading this short ash can as I would on a standard-sized comic book 22-pager. And there was a lot of exclusives that were bangers this week. And how can you keep track of them all? If only there was some sort of app that like collected all the useful comics out there in one convenient place with a nice big button that said San Diego Comic-Con 2023 exclusives. I wonder if someone has one of those out there. Use Kotam 101 on the best comic app in existence. It's called Key Collector Comics. You're going to support the show. You would have gotten a notification early San Diego of the covers that you needed to know, that you needed to hunt for. And this book, although it's selling well and it's super hot, is also amongst many others that are scorching this week, specifically the ASM 25 J. Scott Campbell cover, as well as that Puppeteer Lee Spawn 1 homage. We're moving on to number nine with one of my favorite books of the 21st century. We have Superior Spider-Man number one from 2013. This is the first time we saw Otto Octavius switch bodies with Peter Parker, and he becomes Spider-Man and says, I can do it better. I can be the superior Spider-Man. $8 average sales, 9.8s hitting $100. When I reflected over this past week, because there's major announcements in regards to Spider-Man, I think of this as my favorite modern Spider-Man narrative. I think it was hands down the best. The death of Peter Parker was followed up by this like passing of the torch, and it became one of Otto Octavius's most famous stories. A 288% increase in copies sold for this fan favorite. I had just opened my shop like six months before this book came out, and it sold like hotcakes. They ended the ASM run. They started Superior Spider-Man. And I know the team up of Dan Slott and Ryan Stegman was fantastic back then. They are re-teaming up to do a one-shot coming out in October. Yeah, that one-shot Superior Spider-Man Returns is going to be really cool. And then immediately following that in November, also written by Dan Slott, but this time with art by Mark Bagley, we've got Superior Spider-Man number one. That's going to be a brand new ongoing. So I'm hoping that sticks around for a long time. 
Dr. Octopus in the comics just upgraded his legs. Peter Parker acquired the old legs, painted them red. Really cool stuff in the comic books. And Ryan Stagman has mentioned multiple times that it was this run, Superior Spider-Man, that like launched his career. You got to read the OG stuff and you got to add this new stuff to your pull list. Number eight on the list, TMNT, The Last Ronin, The Lost Years, number one. We are seeing $8 average sales and a high CGC 9.8 for $60 for this book. This is the first appearance of the next generation of the TMNT, the younger turtles named Odin, Uno, Moja, and Yi. Are we going to see more of them in the very near future? Absolutely, and people are very excited for a continuation of this extra TMNT series. Trained by Casey Marie Jones, the daughter of April O'Neil and Casey Jones. We have a new roster, a new set of turtles. Members are specking on what could be a fan favorite group that could possibly lead something bigger long term. Let's not forget that The Last Ronin just got granted a video game option status. With the clear success of The Last Ronin, we're excited to see TMNT The Last Ronin 2 Revolution. This book in particular, uh, TMNT, The Last Ronin, The Lost Years number one, is seeing 127% increase in copies sold. And this is kind of like an in-between tie-in series almost that shows how The Last Ronin, I don't want to spoil who that is for you in case you still haven't read this book. This miniseries goes into the 30 years of solitude that this guy went through after losing the rest of the turtles. And in the back of that story, we get future flash-forwards of the next-gen turtles. And over the course of the five-issue run of that series, it skips forward ahead a little in time each issue. So by the time we get to the end of that series, these turtles are grown up and ready to take the mantle in their own series. One of many San Diego Comic-Con announcements that spiked up a bunch of comic books because of the lack of celebrity appearances, because of the writers and actors strike. It was all about the funny books, and I was there for it. Next at the list at number seven, one of the best comic books ever created. One of my favorite reads that I reread every single year, a perpetually relevant book, Watchmen number one. We are seeing $60 average sales, and as evidenced by the high price of $787 for a CGC 9.8, this is a very condition-sensitive book. The back cover is completely black. There is a bunch of black on the front of it, and this isn't the best paper quality from DC. So really, getting a high-grade copy of this book, coupled with the fact that a ton of people just read copy after copy after copy of it, it's going to command a massive premium and a 150% increase in copies sold this week. All because of a San Diego Comic-Con announcement, we're getting two different animated movies. The first that we have to mention is Crisis on Infinite Earths. We're going to see the death of Flash, the death of Supergirl. I'm so hyped. But also, we're going to see what I suspect is going to be the most comic-accurate rendition of Watchmen, all done, Alan Moore style, and animated. Now, while everyone hopes for Alan Moore to give his blessing, we know that that Dave Gibbons art is going to be driving the visuals. Now, number six on the list, a book that was trending between $1,500 and $2,000 during the comic boom. Next Gen Hero Spec, Disney Plus show, movie in the distance in a few months. We have the first appearance of Kamala Khan, one of the biggest drops of any Next Gen Hero collectible. With a very confusing title. All new Marvel Now point one. You did it wrong. It's all new Marvel Now point one. There's an exclamation mark. Right I'm now. so sorry. Damn all, it. all new Marvel Now point one number one from 2014. It wasn't just the titles of this book that made it confusing. It was the fact that Marvel kept introducing new characters because all of the point ones were jumping on 
points. So a lot of the people who were already reading their Amazing Spider-Man and they were already reading their X-Men, they weren't really paying attention to all of these point ones, which is why I believe so many people were spending a lot of money when we knew Kamala Khan was going to be the next Ms. Marvel. $70 average sales and a recent high sale of $511 for CGC 9.8. So that's a tremendous drop. Over $1,000 in less than a month, a member was able to get one of these at a 9.8 for $389. It dropped $150 more as we approach the movie sooner. The trailers aren't helping this comic book. Yeah, we just got a new trailer for this movie like last week, and I don't think they're bad trailers. I think the movie looks kind of fun. I mean, I'm not expecting you know anything to blow my socks off or ch completely change the MCU as it exists, but it doesn't look like a terrible movie, but I, I kind of think no one's really going to see it. I'm a little nervous for it. Did you see the Galactic? shot in the trailer? No. I'm just kidding. There's no Galactus. Oh, you scared me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I want to know from the community in the comment section below. I actually like Captain Marvel. I'm a big fan of Monica Rambeau, and I enjoyed Ms. Marvel, you know, and seeing her take on a mutant costume this last week. The previews are out. Ms. Marvel has been reborn officially. They goldballed it all up in those pages, and she's emerged from that egg, and she's a mutant now in the comics. I'm going to be following Kamala Khan very closely, even if her death was very short-lived. We've got a 220% increase in copies sold of the first appearance of Ms. Marvel because she did just get resurrected on Krakoa this past week in the Hellfire Gala issue that just dropped. She is now resurrected. She's no longer dead. We just didn't think it would happen this quick. We all knew it was coming, but it happened a little quicker than we were expecting. She is getting her own new four-issue miniseries called Ms. Marvel the New Mutant, which will be co-written by the actress who portrays her in the MCU, Iman Vellani, which is pretty exciting. And when you look at this uh, art germ variant, which shows the full new costume that she's going to have, the new X-Men costume, there's also a pretty good Jamie McKelvey design variant as well. This book hits shops in August 30th, so that's coming up pretty soon. You may have noticed that Ryan is rocking a Crashdown shirt. Crashdown is officially back in previews. If you missed out on putting your orders in for issue number one, you have more time now. We need your support. Ryan, make sure there's a link in the description so they can find their nearest LCS and put orders in. We have a lot of tremendous covers. And clearly, we have merch coming out soon. We're going to have these shirts that we debuted at San Diego Comic-Con on ComicTom101.store very soon. We also have an Ariel Diaz drop that we're going to be doing on there as well. You'll be able to get, like, web store exclusives on whatnot and our website very soon. And you'll be able to order Crashdown from your LCS, and it's going to come out in October. We'd appreciate your support. And what's this at number five? Daredevil number 11 from 2016, written by Charles Soule that features the first appearance of The Muse, a serial killer who uses his victims as an art project, the organs and the blood, and rumored that he's going to be featured in the first part of the upcoming 18-episode series to be found on Disney+. Plus. I thought they were going to give us a toned-down version of Daredevil. This is good news. A 300% increase in copies sold this week, and there are... Almost no copies of this book graded. There are eight copies at a CGC 9.8, three at a 9.6, one at a 9.2, and one at a 9.0, which realistically means there are tons of this book out there. Go hunting, find them in dollar bins, find them in back issue bins, because there's going to be a flood of these graded in about three or four weeks popping up on eBay. I love that point you're making because this book can be found on average selling for $3, but the 9.8s are selling for $125 and climbing with a low census count. Sellers typically like to utilize that the FOMO is real right now and they'd be putting this up for what 150 dollars now because the supply isn't there and the demand is high don't buy this book graded go find it for a dollar three dollars grade it for 25 and have a 
10x markup. Number four on the list, one of everyone's favorites, Invincible number one. We are seeing $875 average sales and a high CGC 9.8 of $3,500. That is still down from the all-time high of $6,000 when we had the announcement for season number one of his television series. Well, now we have a trailer that just dropped for season two, causing a 220% increase in copies sold. You may be surprised how many variants of Invincible were released at San Diego Comic-Con and what prices they were fetching, but it's all because of the high demand and very low supply. Like the ash can we talked about earlier with Transformers, it was one per day. But unlike many others, Invincibles wasn't just one per day. Each version of the Invincible comics were one per day. So not only did you have to get there early and stand in line and be one of the first people to get it, by the next day... There was a new book to grab, and whatever sold the day before, you couldn't get. So there's a lot of them. Go check them out on Key Collector Comics. But while we were in line, I was surprised to hear that there was a origin episode released about Adam Eve on Amazon. So it wasn't just a season two trailer drop. They gave us new content on Amazon. Haven't watched it yet. Been busy packing orders, but I will be watching it soon. I, for one, am excited to see this trailer for the Mortal Kombat game that's about to drop. Crazy, dude. I've never been a Mortal Kombat person. I've always been a Smash Bros. kid myself, but... The fact that they're including Omni-Man, voiced by J.K. Simmons, in the upcoming Mortal Kombat game has me excited. They also just threw in Peacemaker and a Homelander on top of it, so it should be a pretty cool game. Now, number three on the list, a animation that's been off-air for a decade that is 23 years old. We have Futurama Comics, issue number one. The comic book based on the hit television series that's getting rebooted going to hulu and there was so much futurama hype at san diego comic-con literally artwork on buildings on trains and and like automobiles and a full light show that was above our hotel yeah i somehow missed that in person but there was a whole drone futurama display taking place in the sky at san diego i'm pretty sure we got some footage of that we can show you here too that was Impressive. I wish I had seen it myself. We are seeing $40 average sales and a high CGC 9.8 of $400. It is also a 467% increase in copies sold. This is one of those cartoons that will not die. It originally came out in the year 2000. I was 21 years old, and for those of us that were raised on The Simpsons, this was the next logical series. So we watched that show, and then it was canceled on Fox. And then it came back, and then it was canceled. Well, we were very excited that they brought back another season that ended in 2013. It was nice and wrapped up in a bow, but you know what? Everything's getting rebooted on Hulu right now. So after a decade off the air, they brought back Futurama. But it took them a little while because apparently the people at Hulu were not willing to pay John DiMaggio, the voice of Bender, the amount of money he was looking for. So there was a fan petition and people were seriously writing into Hulu to say, we want Bender Bending Rodriguez to have the original voice. Well, it absolutely happened and the new series is amazing. Go check it out on Hulu. The first episode dropped this week. We're almost done here. We're at number two on the list with a book from the 90s that I'm pretty sure everybody has a copy of this is spawn number one from 1992 we have a 111% increase in copies sold this week and we're seeing $30 average sales with a recent high CGC 9.8 of $180 earlier this week hit the like button we need your support damn it but also hit the subscribe button if you're new here because we're gonna have Todd McFarlane back on the show he's already done two different podcasts with me and we're bringing him back on a third time and I filmed with him Davis Ryder Jem Mint and Ernest Quinones and Fire Guy Ryan all weekend long I got more time with Todd 
than probably anybody else at the convention. It was very, very cool. Got to know him a bit, had a lot of long conversations. He's such a fun person, and he is so authentic and real that you wouldn't know that he is this, like, giant megastar. I feel like you got more time with Todd than you did with me at the con. It was <laughs> a little, I was a little jealous over there, but it's Todd McFarlane, so you got to let it happen. Well, one of the big announcements that Todd made was that he was teaming up with Whatnot. He did his first Whatnot stream at the Hero House, announcing that he's going to be doing a ton of giveaways really like connecting with the fan base. He mentioned it multiple times that money is not a thing for him. He does not want to use whatnot to make money. He wants to hook up the community. And he started talking about like how much stuff he has in his warehouse, toys, comics that he forgot about, trinkets, posters, all kinds of stuff. And he's going to bring them to the mic. So you got to follow Todd on whatnot. I'll put the link in the description to Go over there, and if you use my code, you get a $10 credit. If you decide to buy something, $10 or more. But enough of the plugs and the hype. There was multiple Spawn announcements at San Diego Comic-Con this year. We got five new Spawn Universe comics announced this past week, which is a pretty big deal. First up, Gunslinger Spawn by Jimmy Palmiotti and Patrick Reynolds. This is going to take Gunslinger Spawn, who's already been running around in the modern era. They're going to transport him back to the Civil War era in actual Gunslinger cowboy times, written by Jimmy Palmiotti, by the way, who did a whole bunch of Jonah Hex stuff for DC Comics. So that makes him kind of the perfect guy to write this book. Sam and Twitch are getting their own comic book written by Todd, drawn by Simon Kudransky. And that's an option title as well. And it's not stopping there. You got Misery that was announced, as well as Spawn Kills Every Spawn. That's going to be written by John Lehman. Another comic book you need to read, Chew. He wrote you, he's writing this book, and this is my most favorite announcement coming out of Spawn. Yeah, Chew was one of the first books Tom ever gave me to read. So, yeah, you need to read Chew if you haven't. The last book that was announced this week is called No Home Here, written by Jonathan Glapian and Daniel Enriquez. So we've got a lot of Spawn to talk about. It's, it's going to be a crazy few months as these books start hitting shelves. Todd also announced that he's going to be doing something groundbreaking. You know these, like, giant booths that these publishers invest in? They're huge, and they have these... Beautiful artwork of covers and, and paintings and posters, all kinds of stuff. Well, rather than it going into a landfill, Todd's going to be cutting it up and bringing it to whatnot with remarks, signatures, and a ton of giveaways. He's talking about doing charity stuff. So use that link. Support Todd because he's still killing the game every damn convention. You also got to follow Comic Tom 101 over on Instagram and on TikTok because I personally filmed a whole bunch of content featuring Tom and Todd at the convention this week. So don't let that go to waste. Go follow him. Like and subscribe, support the show, and at the list at number one, the book that everyone was waiting for to hit number one on the list post-San Diego Comic-Con, the biggest announcement at San Diego, we have Biker Mice from Mars. Leave it to Ryan Reynolds to bring you a comic book that no one was thinking about from an animated series that almost nobody remembers. When Max, my shipping helper, actually came to me this week, he's like, hey, dude, I just heard news about Biker Mice on Mars. We should find those comic books. And I'm like, oh, my God, that weird three-issue miniseries from the early 1990s? Yes, based on a three-season animated series. They even did a reboot in 2006. Well, People are excited that these anthropomorphic mites who have come down from Mars to escape the war on their planet and help drive motorcycles and fight crime down here on Earth. I guess so. $20 average sales, $275 and $300 for CDC 9.8s. We even saw a 9.6 go for $230 just this last week, a 400% increase in copies sold. This is a crazy book that really nobody was specking on. 
flying around on their motorcycles, shooting lasers out. I completely forgot this was ever a thing. Didn't they do like a SNES game at one point? Yes, a Super Nintendo game got released in the United States and over in Europe. Plus, they ended up doing a PlayStation 2 game in 2006 that was only released in another country, didn't even come stateside, but it's popular enough, there is a fan following, and obviously Ryan Reynolds knows and cares enough to co-produce a new series. So yeah, we did hear back in January that they were planning on rebooting the toy line and making an animated series, but this didn't hit the list until this week when Ryan Reynolds threw his hat in the ring and, and he's been revealed to be part of this whole project. And I'm just very grateful we have the sensei on the, on the staff because I had never, ever, ever heard of Biker Mice from Mars before this past week. And thankfully, Russ is apparently all over it. So, yeah, I'll sit this one out. I literally told Ryan, don't worry about number one. We got Russ. Hit the like, slap the subscribe, and as always, geek responsibly. No? Said.